Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. A lot going on in the sports world. We're live in Charlotte at the ACC's annual Operation Basketball event. Chris Mack of Louisville has a team that is among this year's favorites. He's going to drop by live here shortly. Tony Bennett is coming off a national championship at UVA. He's going to drop by here live at our table on Radio Row at Operation Basketball. That's in about 30 minutes. All of these things are fluid. That's just how things go as we try to meet with all 15 ACC head coaches every year, including this year, and we do get access to two players from each of the 15 teams as well. We'll hit you with as many of these coaches as we can in the live portion of the program. Remember, those you don't hear live today, Danny Manning of Wake Forest, Kevin Keats of NC State, uh, Josh Pastner of Georgia Tech, Leonard Hamilton of Florida State. We're talking to those guys too. But Kay and Roy and Bayheim and Laranega and Tony Bennett and our guest shortly, Chris Mack, are among those who will join us live on today's program. All of our ACC-oriented interviews go to accsports.com for you to enjoy at your leisure. Chris Mack, shortly, I believe his team is one of the two favorites in this league. We're used to hearing that about Mike Krzyzewski and Duke. We're even used to hearing it about other teams picked in the top four or five. UVA certainly has been that lately under Tony Bennett. UNC has been that virtually all the time under Roy Williams and even most of his predecessors. So we're used to seeing those names. Now Louisville did want it, win it all in 2013 prior to joining the ACC. They are part of that nine of the last 19 NCAA champions are members, of, current members of the Atlantic Coast Conference. That one has the asterisk because of the vacated uh, title the bringing down of the banner as we know that was in the Rick Pitino era the Chris Mack era got off on the right foot one year ago where there were not high expectations but coach Mack led the Cardinals to a 20 win season sixth place in the ACC they made the NCAA tournament although not many had projected them there so an outstanding first year given the expectations for coach Mack after all of the good work that he did previously at Xavier. Chris Mack is going to join us shortly on the David Glenn Show. Tony Bennett of UVA will drop by in less than 30 minutes. There are some returning names that you're familiar with if you're an ACC basketball fan. Dwayne Sutton, formerly of UNC Asheville, is one of their starters, one of their leaders, and one of their recently named team captains as well. Jordan Wara is a returning All-ACC player, and there aren't many of those, as Coach Bray said. Wara tested the waters might have been drafted but decided to stay in school that's a guy who was one of the most improved players in the entire country last year so you have Sutton as a returning starter you have Wara as a returning starter Malik Williams their big guy is also a returning starter he's hurt right now but he's another team captain he will be back eventually they also have a transfer from St. Joe's named Fresh Kimball so it all adds up to a team that in my case, I have the Cardinals predicted to be near the top of the ACC. I don't think Chris Mack cares about media preseason projections at all, but it is great to have him back at our table. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show, Coach. Welcome. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Tell us uh, who is your guest here today. We're, we're used to seeing like seven-foot yeah. colleagues following you around. That is not the case by all appearances no, this, here. This is my daughter, Haley. Hopefully she's not drinking coffee right now um, while I'm sitting here at the interview, but Haley's an eighth grader, All and, right. uh, you know, her and her sister have made, you know, numerous trips to media days, and so she's with me here in Charlotte. What's more cool, Haley, taking Dad to school or joining Dad at an event like this? Have you ever taken him to school? 
joining him at an event like this. Yeah. Um, and she's off of school, so I'm sure she really, really enjoys that. Important to clarify, <laughs> she is well-dressed in her Louisville Cardinals sweatshirt. We would expect such things. Before we dive into the league and your team, um, let me ask you the hot-button question of the day. You've been at this long enough to have seen changes in what your athletes get, room, board, tuition, cost of attendance, uh, and even some other tweaks to the system. California has a law that is coming a few right. years down the road. When you think of what's fair and what's workable, do these athletes currently have a fair trade, or would a fair trade include the free market ability to take third-party money as part of their college experience? Well, first of all, I, I would tell you that I appreciate you saying that about the NCAA in the very beginning, because I think so much gets made of, you know, the NCAA is an evil empire, and, and, and they're not doing anything for the student-athlete. And, uh, you know, you recognize the fact that, you know, years ago um, they decided to give them unlimited meals, uh, the cost of attendance, uh, the, the perks that go with being a college athlete. Uh, but I do think times have changed, you know, and I think my thinking has changed. Five, six years ago, I was more of the yoke that, hey, a scholarship was good enough for me. Let's be able to use that, and reach your dreams beyond basketball, use it to get an education. Uh, but I do think when you start to think about every power conference has their own TV network, how much money is involved, I do think it makes sense to figure out a way uh, to be able to have athletes capitalize on their name, image, and likeness. Now, what I would tell you is, I'm not uh, an economist. <laughs> I don't know, uh, you know, how that looks. And I would hate for, you know, lawmakers and, and, and people that, uh, you know, are, are, are like the governor of California ramrodding this, da ramrodding this down uh, the NCAA's throat and making decisions out of haste and really not having the time to figure out the unintended consequences to make sure that, you know, hey, the playing field is as level as that can, as it can be. And, and, and that has to remain in place. What that looks like, I, I'm not smart enough now. I coach basketball. I know flex duck in. I know <laughs> underneath how to bounce play. <laughs> but if you're asking me, do I feel like athletes should capitalize or be able to? Absolutely. I don't know what that looks like. Um, you know, I, if you think about how fast the Condoleezza Rice Commission, you know, wanted to institute these changes to the recruiting calendar. I know it's two different things. It got ramrodded down our throats so quickly, it changed the calendar. I think a lot of kids lost opportunities to be seen because the calendar changed, the recruiting changed. So let's just make sure that what we do uh, is, is fair and equitable for, for schools across the, uh, across the country so that we can best keep the, the collegiate model of being able to you know, have competitive Division I NCAA tournament and the whole nine and a great experience for these guys. Chris Mack is joining us on the David Glenn Show in year one. Uh, he exceeded expectations, at least most people's. 20 wins, sixth place in the ACC, and for what for many was a surprise trip to the NCAA tournament. I don't know if Coach felt that way, but outsiders did not have them predicted quite as highly. All right, most teams have a motto, and I invite you to share yours if you've come up with one, but I want you to consider mine as a gift from the outside, all right? Okay. You ready? Yep. This is not a team motto as much as just my thank you to you for sitting down with us at the David Glenn Show. You're young, but your team by NCAA basketball standards is old, and that combination could lead to a run toward the top of the ACC. What do you think? Because you're young compared to these septuagenarians around here. You're young at 49, but old, lots of juniors and seniors. Right. And it just feels like that 
That's my magical mix suggested from the outside, Coach. What do you think? I, you know what? I'll take it. I think <laughs> that any time you can bring back, um, you know, key players from a year ago, especially in 2019, with so many guys one and two and done, that um, you know, it's it's very very unique. I know the grad transfer. Uh, market can make you old in a hurry, but it's not necessarily old in your system, in your style yeah. of play. Uh, sometimes, you know, at the level that you're asking a kid to, 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 to grad transfer to. Uh, so for us, we're, we're excited about the continuity we have from one year to the next with, with player experience, the continuity we have with our coaching staff, and, and now these guys hearing things for the second time through. Uh, and then an infusion of freshmen, which I think as a coach keeps you young, and, you know, excited to go to practice. Guys are learning, and their trajectory is usually through the roof as freshmen. Uh, so I do think we have a good mix, uh, and I'm hopeful that we're able to be as competitive as people think we're going to be this coming season. There were probably 20 names, Coach, that after the season ended, in one case it was even a prep school signee at NC State who did, never showed up on right. campus. He turned pro. Of the, I'm just throwing out a number, of two dozen ACC dudes who were contemplating the next level. It feels like all but one, two, or three actually yep. left. You lived through, and it was really interesting to follow. I invite you to share this experience because it felt like you were just all behind Jordan Wara. And if he's a returning all-ACC player, as he turns out to be, right. you're all for it. But I was reading about, like, you taking calls from the airport where it's touch and go, and what does his dad think, and what does Jordan think? And you're just, that must be a weird position. You're either going to be happy for your guy. Right. Or I imagine you're really happy for all your guys now that he's decided to stay. What made him sort of the exception, even though he might have been an NBA draft pick? Yeah, I I think that, um, you know, I give the same piece of advice to every guy that's going to go through that process, and that is just listen to the NBA. You know, I, I think sometimes from, from the outside in, you think like, oh, what are kids listening to? Who should they listen to? You know, does an agent know? Yeah, here's the thing. Don't listen to Coach Mack. Don't, don't listen to, you know, agents. Don't listen to uh, third parties. Media. The NBA will tell you where you're going to be slotted. That's why you use the undergra- and undergraduate advisory committee. Anonymously, they say he's going to be selected in this range. And all the experiences I've ever had, and it's been about 10 kids, Every one of them has been the exact same. And they, they've, they've been true to their mark. In Jordan's case, he said, Coach, I'm not leaving unless I know I'm going to be a first-round pick. And a lot of guys say that, but then when they hear, well, you could be a middle of second round, that's good enough. And I give Jordan and Steven a lot of credit to be able to sort of stick to their guns and know that you know they have a, a lot of opportunity to continue to grow as players and maybe put themselves in a better position a year later. Speaking of growth, we've seen Darius... Perry play yes. at Louisville for two years, one year on, under your leadership. And I believe you said elsewhere at this event, like you see all these individual journeys of young men, right? And he went from doing some of the wrong things to a lot of the yep. right things. What all is encapsulated in that on the court, attitude, leadership, or otherwise? Yeah, I, I think Darius has matured, you know, quite a bit, David. He just went, he was a guy that was risk-reward. You know, for every couple incredible plays he'd make, he'd make some boneheaded decisions. And I think, you know, for Darius, he has to understand, am I the two, am I the one? You know, when I'm the one, I have enough talent around me, guys that can put the ball in the basket, guys that really know how to play. Let's try to put those guys in great position and not, not be as chancy. You know, when I'm the two, I've got to th- focus a little bit more on being ready to shoot, being able to, being able to score. And regardless of what position he plays offensively, defensively, he has to be a, a nemesis no matter how his game is going on the other end of the floor. 
and I think he's learned that in the course of time with me and you know with our with our coaching staff and I'm hopeful that he has a very mature really improved junior season Chris Mack is joining us on the David Glenn show you inherited a tricky situation right after Rick Pitino we got to know David Padgett a little bit for that one year and then you had that I think overachieving season from a year ago it feels like you have the brand of Louisville basketball back to where recruits are coming the way Denny Crum had him coming and Coach Patino had him coming, et cetera. I don't know, you correct, correct my pronunciations if I get any of these wrong, but Samuel Williamson on this year's team, yeah. guys you're not allowed to talk about in right. future recruiting classes. How do you do that in such a short period of time when there was some negativity that you inherited, but it feels like starting this year, man, the recruiting floodgates are back open again? Well, it's never final, and, you know, we've had our challenges. You know, we've missed on guys, too. Uh, but I think the most important thing is making sure that you end up with guys that you feel are the right guys and, and not necessarily settling. You know, Louisville has a lot to offer. You know, as a program, the tradition that Louisville's had, the, 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 the beautiful facility that we have to play in both you know, games and in practice, uh, the ACC, and to me, it's the best basketball conference in the country. Who wouldn't want to play? in that league and so there's there's a lot to like the fact is there's a lot more stability than there was a couple of seasons ago and again we we never felt like we've arrived uh i appreciate you saying the same company with coach crumb and coach patino we got a ways to go before we get there but uh we're trying every single day i may be the only guy in this building whose father and sister are both graduates of saint joseph's university and i i wonder i don't know Fresh yep. is what the guys call him, right? Fresh Kimball is an incoming guard. I've heard he's been dealing with an injury, so maybe that'll complicate things. But can I, this guy, because of my friends and family, I grew up in Philadelphia, they know the, his story. Yep. And he was not only described as a really good player, you know, 36 minutes a game, yep. but he was described as a leader. Yep. Can a fifth-year senior brand-new dude right. be a leader? Well, I think they have to at the point guard position. I'd also tell you we have great evidence that a year ago, Christine Cunningham was a phenomenal yeah, leader. Yeah. And so, you know, I think Fresh is a much different player, uh, but he's still that stabilizing force that, that Kristen was. I think he's very conservative in terms of, uh, you know, being very, very airtight with the basketball, being a guy that uh, is very fun to play with and gets the ball to the right spot, wants to go out a winner. Uh, he, he was injured when we first got him. Dave, he's done a phenomenal job with his body. He's through the injury. He's had a great preseason. I look for him to be a big part of our team this year. If I worked for you and you owned a media company and I said, Coach Mack, I'm picking the Cardinals to finish in the top two in the ACC. I'd give you a bonus. If if you're, it's okay or am I like unnecessarily raising expectations somehow? I don't know. Well, they're gonna I be, know it's yeah. not on your radar, but yeah, it, I just feel something special is cooking. Well, I appreciate that. You know, uh, we, we have to be more than our expectations and we have to be more than people's predictions and I think as long as our guys you know uh, have that hunger from you know losing eight of the last ten that we played a year ago mm -hmm. we got a chance to be pretty good his name is Chris Mack follow him on Twitter at coach Chris Mack thank you as always for the time on the David Glenn show he and his lovely daughter move on to their next stop on the car wash that's pretty cool we've all heard of take your child to work day it's, it's I guess it's that for Chris Mack and she's not missing school Let's underline that. She is not missing a day of school. They're off today in Louisville. Tony Bennett of UVA drops by in less than 15 minutes. I see Brad Brownell, an old friend of the program, running around like he's got nothing to do. <laughs> oh, no. What's your next interview, Coach? 
What, what's your next interview? Because we're live right now. That's good. Um, what is your next responsibility? This is my next major no. responsibility. What am I supposed? Should I break and come back? Can you sit here? Do whatever long? you need to do. All right, let I me, got nothing. Let me break and come back. Tony Bennett's going to sit down with us in 15 minutes or so. So I got 12 minutes. Brad, That's what I got. I got Brad Brownell is next on the David Glenn Show. Got a national championship now to get on the David Glenn Show. <laughs> Throwback Justice League. You know, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Aquaman. If there was a combine event where you had to talk to marine life, Aquaman is your guy. Zay Jones is dominating the three-cone drill. Aquaman is dominating the talk to porpoises drill. This is the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. A little green day for you as Brad Brownell sits down with us. He was a very successful head coach at UNC Wilmington and at Wright State before getting the job at Clemson in 2010. He took these Tigers to the Sweet 16 in 2018, and he is back, who knows, better than ever. Maybe Brad Brownell, great to see you in person. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm great, guys. Good to be back with you. It's great to see you again. When you look around this league as somebody who has other personal roots in the great basketball state of Indiana, what do you think, man? You're a lifer at this point. You're like my age bracket, <laughs> and there's these Hall of Fame coaches yep. over here and these national championship coaches over here, and you're sending these guys to the NBA every year. It, it can't get much better than this in college basketball, right, even as you're at a school that's won a couple of national yeah. titles in college football lately. No, it's, uh, it's incredible. This is, uh, you know, it's a unique experience and certainly one I'm – you know, very blessed to have to be a coach in this league and, and coaching against Hall of Fame coaches and soon to be Hall of Famers and Tony Bennett. Um, yeah. So, you know, but you love it as a competitor and as a guy that, that loves the game as much as I do growing up with it uh, with a high school coach as a father. It's just um, it's something that you cherish. And uh, I love working with my team, my players, watching those guys grow and then having the chance to compete against some of the best uh, that have ever done this. When you got rolling as a head coach, there was a little bit more predictability in this world, right? Maybe soon after your conference tournament, you could think, all right, I have these guys back. These other teams right. in the league have these guys back. Now, you've got several transfers coming eligible yep. for you. That could have lingered into the summer. And then, I don't know, do you like, do you watch the early NBA decision <laughs> and sort of root for other guys to leave your opponents? Very quietly, but <laughs> certainly, yeah, every once in a while. No, yeah. Uh, it is. Roster management has never been more difficult uh, for college coaches. Uh, you know, it's, you know, Coach K and, and those guys that, that do the one-and-done thing, that's that's never easy either now because they have more guys that are doing good that. Good problem and to have. It's a good problem to have. There's a lot of good players that I'd love to coach. But, uh, th there's challenges there that I think are more difficult than most people realize. But it, it goes through all of us, even just, you know, losing four seniors like I did and, and – uh, injuries and just a lot of little things and occasional guy that, that leaves you that you, you didn't expect um, and so you, you gotta try to put the best product you can every year and it's it's different it's not as much like hey we're just gonna get three high school guys to come in you know this year's a big change for us we have three high school guys two regular transfers and two grad transfers right. so it's it's a completely different than when I started and even when I started my time 10 years ago at Clemson. As we sit here on October 8th, is this about the most roster chaos you've ever seen? Because for those who don't know, Coach just did a little of the breakdown. Uh, Tevin Mack, grad transfer. Curran Scott, grad transfer. 
I'm not going to pronounce all these correctly, maybe, but you can correct me. Jonathan Bear is dealing yep. with an injury, formerly yep. of UNC Asheville here in our backyard. Clyde Trapp is dealing with an injury right now. Uh, you have Al Amir Dawes. Correct. As a freshman point guard that a lot of people are very excited about, but a Texas Tech guy named Kevon Moore that we're not even sure he's eligible. When you add all that up, man, you got to like, can you microwave a basketball team? <laughs> well, we're trying. We, uh, you know, one thing that we were really blessed with is we, we represented the United States and won the gold medal in the World University Games. Now, obviously, the, the two young men, Clyde Trapp and Jonathan Bear, that, that we were counting on with tore their ACLs right before we left. So we didn't have them, but we did have the other 11 guys. And it was really fun, David. It was, it was, we, we ran them in and five and fives. We ran them in three and three. We, we subbed differently. We played everybody, and we had a group that really just wanted to win. And, uh, you know, representing our country was an incredible honor. Um, everything else took a back seat. Uh, I teased. We had a little family scrimmage this weekend and had a bunch of parents there, and I teased everybody a little bit like, hey, we were, we were in a place where it was hard to get a hold of all of us. Guys were in the Olympic Village. We were there for two weeks, and uh, really it was all about basketball and all about us. And uh, it was a very rewarding experience, and we're hoping to build off that positive momentum from that gold medal. We have some weird mojo here on Radio Row because our show is live right now. A lot of these other clowns are recording things <laughs> for use later. Hey, we're not all Hall of Famers. Like, you you're, 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 you're got a Hall of Fame radio show here. I know. We, so, we got it. So here's what we'll have you back by phone to discuss. International basketball relations with China. I'm sure you can't <laughs> wait to talk about that. Uh, politics. Uh, California laws, name, likeness, image. We'll just load up your plate all, for all the next All of which I have call. very little expertise <laughs> on. And, and, uh, I, I'd rather talk about Clemson football. Let, let, let's talk about Dabo Sweeney. And we're going to regroup this week and get ready for a good Florida State team that's coming in. Well, thanks for stopping by the table. It's Thank you, you uh, over the years. I mean, it feels like I've gotten to know you pretty well over a decade now. Uh, you're always just great in responding to that guy calling from north of the border. So good luck with your Tigers. I've told you my preseason outlook for your team. So I'm yeah, I'm not, I'm don't say that on the air, please. <laughs> Let's keep that between I'm us. I'm expecting elite coaching to lift oh the Tigers boy. up the ladder. What do you think? Uh, we're we're going to work hard at it. You know that. Thanks, man. See you, my friend. Appreciate you being a good guy. Brad Brownell, formerly of UNCW here in our backyard, and still with the Clemson Tigers. Tier, year 10, like Dabo's been around that long. Brad Brownell's been around that long as well. Uh, Tony Bennett, national champion, next on the David Glenn Show. Megan Rapino is joining us on the David Glenn Show. Not everybody wants to sort of uh, back up Colin Kaepernick. Why are things like that important to you? I think it's all of our responsibility to try to make our country and our society and ultimately the world um, a place that is equal for everyone. This is the David Glenn Show. timing all these other clowns are recording shows coach i'm live well, statewide so your timing is perfect if we're live can i get some volume on my ear <laughs> i can't yes. right here okay thank you now you, can, now you can hear yeah if you can win a national championship we can give you audio that's very headphones. kind of you uh, you are as down to earth as any guy i've met in 33 years in this profession as you probably have tried to keep your life mostly the same since cutting down the nets at the Final Four, how has the outside world changed in terms of media, being recognized on the street, or anything else that impacts you, your family, or your program? 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's what's changed probably a few more commitments after the season was done. You know, you have to, good problems, go to the award ceremonies and do all that, and, and you're thankful for the, the excitement and the interest and what it did for the community. And, yeah, you're, you know, you take a few more pictures and sign more autographs. But, honestly, beyond that, it hasn't changed, and I think it's important that it doesn't change. You, you protect those things. I mean, you're changed in better ways through what you learn through both extremes, but um, it, it always comes down to, look, we're fortunate enough to win it. It's what you do, but that's not going to change, again, the, the person you are. So um, I think you have to protect against that, but just more of the, you're more noticeable. And that, I think that, I hope that dies down at some point. I don't think it will. <laughs> But you can keep hoping. All right, wins in the ACC since the start of the 2013 season. You ready for this? Hall of Famer Jim Beheim, 60. Hall of Famer Mike Krzyzewski, 77. Hall of Famer Roy Williams, 79. Hmm. And some dude named Tony Bennett, 89. You are not at all impressed with yourself the way you <laughs> carry yourself. But that's pretty heady company, man. How do you just keep your feet kind of glued to the ground rather than getting caught up in the fact that you have more of those things than even those Hall of Famers. I mean, I, when I took the job from Washington State, one of um, the challenges that I wanted was to see if I, I could, with my staff and the guys we recruit, build a program that could compete against the likes of Coach K, Coach Williams, Carolina Duke, all the Hall of Fame coaches. Just Can we take a style and a system of play that we'll have to continue to adjust and, and be successful? I didn't know. So... Um, once we establish a program and to have that to, to be, you know, the regular season conference championships is that you're going on the road, you're playing over two and a half months. To me, that's the test of who's the most enduring and maybe best quality team. And then, of course, the NCAA tournament ACCs, that's what most people look at as what defines you. But um, that has to do with health, matchups, how hot you are. There's a lot of things. So I look at that ACC record for our players, and I'm so thankful for that because I think that is the test of endurance. And so, um, you know, we'll have to, we're not built to probably lose three guys early, so we'll have to recycle again, and we've got some great challenges, but uh, that's that's uh, humbling because I know how good those programs are, and, and we've been fortunate with, we've gotten better players, and they've stuck with us and gone through the hard times. Tony Bennett is joining us on the David Glenn Show. He is the 11th year coach now at UVA. Mm -hmm. ACC championship in 2014, ACC championship in 2018, NCAA title this past spring. You and I, I think, have a lot of shared values, but one way we're different is that I would do speaking engagements, I shared this with you, where I told people in the audience, as you hear naysayers say that that style will never bring an NCAA title to UVA, I'm telling you, I'm not smart enough to tell you when Tony Bennett's getting it done. But I'm telling you, after 33 years of watching this <laughs> stuff, it's going to happen. Coach, maybe it's my Philly. Maybe I have a little <laughs> Kyle Rocky. guy or Ty Jerome. <laughs> I want to dance. <laughs> and I didn't even win. I'm just like an outside <laughs> observer. Why are you wired in a way that you just don't have any interest? I'm sure you celebrate sure. it in your own oh, way. Yeah. But am I a bad guy for wanting to dance <laughs> that that? The naysayers, and there were some haters, man, Sure, were just wrong. Yeah, um, I've always believed if when criticism occurs, if it's someone that you know cares for you and loves you and that you respect, you have to listen to it yeah. and say, okay, what can I learn from it? But you can't be destroyed by it. And it's the same when people praise you. Okay, be grateful. And then 
and move on. So um, a lot of it's just maybe people really believe that. I, I always say I love that about college basketball that there are different ways to do it. And even before we went to the Final Four and won it, um, the record in the ACC, the Elite Eights and all that, I think they spoke for themselves, but it was always going to be defined by can you can you win it all or get to a Final right, Four. Right. So when it happened, we've always been close up. We've had maybe even a couple better teams talent-wise. I Who knows? But um, And so it just was good. I was more thankful, and maybe this is the, the wrong motivation, but for my dad because he established a lot of the system play. And our system has adjusted. It has to. But, um, you know, I, I was thankful because that system has been tested and tried, and it's a way that when you don't have all McDonald's, all Americans in a certain place, you can have a chance to be successful. So uh, that part was great. And, you know, I look at it like this year we were. We were the number two ranked team offensive efficiency in the country. So there was, I thought it was beautiful basketball, but beauty is, as they say, in the eye of the beholder. But those people who didn't agree with it and see it, you know, we'll have our struggles and they'll jump back on, and that's just part of it. I, I don't worry about that. I'm just thankful. And, um, but yeah, no, it felt good to win for a lot of reasons. Yeah. But uh, I understand, and I bet you you're a heck of a dancer. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Bennett is joining us on the David Glenn Show. Uh, UVA fans got to play sort of the disrespect card a lot in recent years as there were naysayers and as you guys achieved a lot even prior to that NCAA title. Some of them are, are playing a disrespect card now, whereas I just see the outsiders reflecting the reality that replacing guys like Ty Jerome and DeAndre Hunter and Kyle Guy, man, is not easy at any school. How do you frame the challenge of the year after when you sent the three dudes who impacted the most possessions at both ends to the next level a great thing but man it's not like you flick a switch or you have a magic wand to just say we're going to be just yeah. as good without them and i don't want to shortchange uh jack salt because jack salt was yeah. a huge part of our success yeah. but uh, you know some programs i think are built to lose guys early it's the way their program is our program has been successful because those guys have become upperclassmen they've been in your program for four years or three years and so it I don't have an answer for that right now. I know a lot of young guys are, that have not even played a game, they're going to get a ton of experience, and that's going to be huge for their development that I hope will happen sooner than later through as the season progresses, definitely as their career unfolds. That's why Ty, Kyle, and Dre, they played a lot as first years, and they were humbled. And then I think all those lessons help. Same with all of our programs. So we, we grow again. Uh, we rely on the guys that have experience, and we see how good we can be. You just the saying we used last year let's get ready and run to the starting line not the finish line and let's see how good we can be there will be some real challenges but tremendous opportunities and um you know i think the league had a big turnover so who knows the teams there's no substitute we always say for experience so you look at like louisville yeah um even notre dame there's a number of teams that have proven players coming back i think are probably in a advantageous spot as to those of us who are kind of unproven I've got a top five that includes the teams that you just mentioned. Just one opinion on the outside. Do I have one more question for Tony Better? Do I have to say goodbye? You're telling me it's okay? All right. Last thing. Uh, the three-point line has moved a little bit. Mamadi mentioned that it could be good for the pack line defense. Is that rules change or any other that may be on your mind um, front and center for you, or are these more tweaks than yeah. big Yeah, some deal? guys it won't matter the way they shoot the ball with range. Unfortunately, a couple of those guys aren't with us. Yeah, right. But um, some guys, you know, they toe the line when they shoot. I think it's going to separate guys. And I think 
we shoot a ton of them in practice, even though you talk about it, they're all over, the, they're on top of the line, they're on the old line, and the, we're stepping out of bounds on the sideline because yeah. of that spacing. So I do think early on, there'll be an adjustment, and I think it'll affect defensive schemes, what people do on ball screens, how many you shoot. I think in time it'll, it'll wash away, but um, it remains to be seen. But I think it's real, and especially guys that their range, that was the limit of their range. Another foot and a half in certain areas or whatever it is, that's noticeable. When I played in the NBA, going to that line, like, whoa, you come back and work out at college, and you're like, this line's a joke. It's yeah. a chip shot. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing. Like, whoa, we're backing it up. And uh, it, it'll, I think it'll have an effect. His name is Tony Bennett. He is a national champion. We turned one of your more recent visits into a promo where we actually have Bent Midler singing, You Are the Wind Beneath Our Wings. <laughs> so you are the wind beneath the David Glenn Show oh wings. Lord. And we appreciate your sense of humor when you said that our early optimism about your Cavaliers was the wind beneath your wings as well. Now we have a musical accompaniment to that. That's perfect. You're the reason. Thanks, man. <laughs> I didn't hit any threes. But you know, it doesn't hurt. A little positivity. <laughs> Bennett, Kyle Guy, Jack Salt, Ty Jerome, I think they had a little bit more to do with it. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you uh, always taking our calls and dropping by in person today. Thanks, David. Tony Bennett the 11th year head coach of the Cavaliers and forever a national champion. We're back after this on the David Glenn Show. Coach Lou Holtz is joining us. What can you tell us about those four seasons in Raleigh? Everybody from North Carolina calling us Boo You and Agriculture You. And I remember walking in the press conference saying I want everybody in the state to understand agriculture is better than no culture. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. Show. We are coming down the stretch on today's program, and what a program it has been. Mike Krzyzewski, Roy Williams, Jim Beheim, Halls, Hall of Famers in all three cases. Tony Bennett of UBA was just with us. A cast of dozens dropped by in between, thanks to Brad Brownell of Clemson, Chris Mack of Louisville, Mike Bray of Notre Dame, Jim Laranega of Miami, and others. Remember, any coach you didn't hear today, Many we've already spoken with. We'll send that audio to accsports.com. Some will play on tomorrow's program. Danny Manning of Wake Forest fits that description. Kevin Keats of NC State fits that description as well. Appreciate all of the biggest names making sure that they squeeze the stop here at the David Glenn Show table on Radio Row into their very busy schedules. Nice extended visit, especially with Coach K on life sports, USA basketball, and of course, another promising Blue Devils team. We got into the name, image, likeness stuff with many of these coaches as well. I'll have more on that. And keep in mind, as we look forward to you joining us back in the studio in Raleigh as we broadcast from there tomorrow and Thursday, hopefully you're still with us on Friday. We head out with the legends of golf to Country Club, to Prestonwood Country Club in Cary. Their SAS championship event is back and better than ever. So Freddie Couples, Davis Love III, Colin Montgomery, Bernhard Longer, truly the legends of golf. More Hall of Famers, if you will, from that sport. We'll be broadcasting live from there Friday. Special thanks to everybody who's helped us here on location in Charlotte, including intern Will, as always, representing William Peace University. He has important jobs every day. He had extra important jobs on this trip to the Queen City. Darren Vaught by my side here in Charlotte as well. Intern Sam from UNC 
helped Charles back in the studio in Raleigh. So we appreciate them. We appreciate all the guests. We appreciate the ACC officials who made this event run as smoothly as possible. Let me hit you with some updates as I also give you my TV picks during this coming down the stretch portion, portion of the program. From the NFL, some breaking news. You all know the Carolina Panthers are heading to London shortly to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and to try to improve their record to 4-2 and two after that ugly 0-2 start. As expected, Cam Newton earlier today was officially declared out for the Buccaneers game. Why bother traveling, right? Takes a lot out of you. Overseas, took the family to London myself just back in August. Cam will stay home and rest that ailing foot as Kyle Allen tries to get to 5-0 and in his first five starts as an NFL quarterback. Remember, he joined Kurt Warner as the most recent examples of 4-0 and guys in their first four NFL starts at the quarterback position. We'll see what Kyle Allen can do against a Bucks team that has improved under Bruce Arians but has also given up passing yards by the bushel. So there'll be some pressure on Kyle Allen to complement the running game of Christian McCaffrey if the Panthers are going to get that win in London and get to 4-2. and two. So Cam is staying home, Kyle Allen back in the driver's seat. Meanwhile, former Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski has been hired by Fox Sports. You'll love Tom Brady, the quarterback's analysis today. He used that phrase, I expect, quote, wait for it, hard-hitting analysis from Gronk. His debut will be on Fox Sports' Thursday night football broadcast. So a new and different version of Gronk. You've seen him on celebrity cruise type environments. You've seen him as a Super Bowl champion tight end. Now you get to see him somehow, some way on our side of this crazy fence. Rob Gronkowski, a member of the media. Elsewhere, the NBA's confrontation with China continues. I think some of you are being unfair to guys like Spurs coach Greg Popovich and Warriors coach Steve Kerr who do chime in on domestic issues and sometimes you throw around the phrase social justice warriors. They're anti this, they're pro that. Kerr jumps in on gun control. Uh, Greg Popovich, a product of the United States Air Force Academy, has chimed in on the political leadership of our country. Like he's not qualified to do that? Air Force Academy grad? Come on, you're going to doubt he loves this country? He's not allowed to question the political leadership of our country? Come on, y'all are better than that. At least many of you are. Some of you are being fair, unfair, uh, expecting somehow, some way. let me get this straight. Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich are supposed to be as vocal about human rights in China. They're supposed to be just as vocal about that than they are, you know, in their own country? Come on, do you hold anybody else ever to that standard? What human being ever, that's a long time, what human being ever was as involved in social justice issues in another country as in their own? Like that's the standard that you now have for Kerr and Popovich, the lazy, ignorant, cheap shot artists on social media and in sports radio never cease to amaze me. Just find a fairness bone in there somewhere. You can criticize them. There's nobody above criticism. But to equate somehow, oh, look at them talking about all this stuff at home, but they're all quiet about this China stuff. Well, you know, they don't live in China. They don't get to vote in China. 
That's not a small difference. They are Americans who chime in more often on American issues. Like, duh, isn't that the way it's supposed to be? Come on. Again, some of you are better than that. Others of you should be embarrassed that you can't see that ridiculous double standard if you want to be considered fair-minded or anything close to it. Please, please at least admit what smart walking people who aren't said to the sent to the kids' table at holiday events already understand. Chiming in about things in your own backyard is different than chiming in about things halfway around the world. It just is. You vote here, you live here, and you collect your paycheck here. I don't believe you get to vote over there. I don't believe you do. And I don't believe you live there to fully understand the context that are required to understand in some of these social justice contexts. So anybody who wants to pick that fight with me later this week, I'm standing in the middle of the ring. Bring it on. We'll see if your way is as smart and logical and as follow the evidence as my way is. I invite that jumping into the ring starting on tomorrow's program and continuing for the rest of the week. TV picks tonight include more Major League Baseball playoffs. It's actually only one game. Astros at the Rays. Houston can eliminate Tampa. Tampa got the game three victory, so it's 2-1 in favor of Houston. Remember, two games tomorrow. Yankees have already moved on to the ALCS. Cardinals are at the Braves in a winner-take-all, do-or-die game five in one NLDS matchup. The Nationals are at the Dodgers tomorrow night. So one baseball game tonight, a doubleheader for you in that sport tomorrow night. College football offers us a fantastic week to come. App State, national TV tomorrow night at Louisiana. NC State hosting Thursday night football on ESPN in two days. UVA at Miami, an all-ACC matchup on Friday in the national TV window. And then a whole bunch more good games on Saturday as usual. So baseball tonight, remember the Canes are back in action after their scintillating 3-0 start. They're at Florida. Can Rod Brindamore and the boys get off to a 4-0 start? Other hockey, there's preseason basketball, there's WNBA finals action tonight. We hope you enjoy those games. We hope you're with us tomorrow on the David Glenn Show. Mr. President, Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show.